This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440. This Irish man stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Freedom's Disciple podcast. I am your host, Jonathan Dunn, as always. I hope you all had a very happy, peaceful, restful Thanksgiving. Hope you spent it with friends and family and anyone special in your life and that you enjoyed last week's podcast that gave you some history on what Thanksgiving really was. As we move into the holidays, um, politics maybe might take a back seat for some, but not here. There's far too much to discuss. There's far too much going on in this world that we need to address. I want to spend today's show by talking about something I think is very important. Um, Unless you've been living under a rock, you've followed very closely the events in universities like Mizzou. It appears there is strife on the liberal utopian statism agenda where this is bred, where it's taught. Apparently things aren't so swell there. And now there are protests, people are stepping down, they're removing statues, they're removing busts, they're taking books away. And there are people who think this is great. Um, I, for one, um, while I will never pretty much agree with anything that comes out of the lives, the words of uh, Black Lives Matter, I, for one, think it's great um, and celebrate them taking down Woodrow Wilson. Um, I'm a Christian uh, and I'm told not to hate anyone. However, I'm also openly a deeply flawed man and I probably hate Woodrow Wilson probably more than I hate quite a lot of people. Um, Yes, it probably is irrational, but um, he's a man who is a despicable human being and every time I see paradises in universities going oh yeah he's the fifth and sixth greatest president of American history I pretty much want to vomit and cry and curl up in the fetal position because it's just not true but that's a subject for another day I want to talk to you about not about the individual cases in Mizzou and in other universities I want to talk to you about the opportunity this presents and why this is a huge opportunity for conservatism and why it's a great opportunity for freedom but before I do I want to set the scene for you because one of the things we need to acknowledge and understand about life is mindset is so important your thought process how you get up in the day and and whether you're positive or negative You know, one thing I've learned in my 30 plus years on this planet is life isn't always fair. In fact, the vast majority of it, it really sucks. That's just been honest. 
Now there, I'm sure there are some out there who will disagree. But life will kick you. If you're standing it will kick you down. If you're about to get back up it will kick you again. It will kick you when you're down. Now you can be bitter about that. You can be hateful about that. I don't know anybody who who I know well and I know their history and their background that can't sit around at a fire and complain and moan and bitch about their life and their circumstances. Everyone can do it. Because no one is really given a fair hand. But you're given two choices in life. It's like getting a playing any card game, poker, pontoon, 21, rummy, you name the card game. You're given a set of cards. It's up to you what you do with them. We can sit around and moan and bitch and complain about the cards and the hand we're dealt, or the life we're dealt. Or we can get on with it and make the best of a bad hand, or the best of a great hand. You know, I I sit around and ponder a lot of things about the future and about the past and how things are different and what I can do and how I can do it. You know, I could be very bitter and say, man, there is not one scenario in my life I'd pick to live in Ireland. I wish I was in America. Every opportunity I get, no matter what circumstances the world faces. It ain't happening. There's obviously a reason I'm still here. We have to understand our mindset is critical to how we face these problems. Do we moan and bitch and complain about the system? Or do we get on with it and make change? Make change happen. Be part of the change. One of the things I love, I'm a business guy. Um, I love reading about business and economics and like quite a few of my shows I've talked I focused on different economic issues. But there's a great little tool and every business I've been in I've recommended people use it. And it's great to to get an understanding of where the business is and where it actually is and where it's going. And it's literally you get a piece of paper and you divide it into four little sections. Make a cross. And it's called the SWOT analysis. And it's S W O T and each section has a letter and each letter stands for strengths weakness opportunity and threat basically what you're doing is you're saying what do we do well what do we do bad where could we be better and what's the big threat to our company and obviously the aim is you want to keep the strengths and make them stronger you want to maximize every opportunity you get but you also want to spend time you know, making your weaknesses into less weaknesses or maybe potentially a strength one day or you know, overcoming any threats that you have a, a plan in place to overcome them. Everything you do, everything you see, every challenge you are dealt with is an opportunity if you have the right mindset. There was a great story, and I'm sure many of you who listen to me also listen to Glenn Beck. And he shared a great story last week, and I want to share it with you because it's a great mindset. And it highlights where I wanted the today's show to go with. And he's, Glenn was sharing how he was talking to his 
youngest child, Rafi, and they were watching some TV show, I can't remember, it's irrelevant, and the question came up of, if you could, uh, if you could go back in time and kill the baby Hitler, would you do it? And obviously that's a very deep uh, psychological question, Phyllis, full of, uh, full of philosophy. Sorry, I can never say that word. And Glenn's kid answered, no, absolutely not. Because look at all the heroes who wouldn't exist because of World War II, because of what he did. You can argue whether that's a good answer or a bad answer. But everything is an opportunity. We can look back in history and remember Hitler and all the atrocities he did. And we should remember and never forget and ensure it never happens again. But we also need to remember all the heroes. They were put on this planet at that time for the reason. Now I'm sure many of them at that time didn't know what their reason was. I'm sure many didn't know what they were to do. But each of them played a role in defeating Nazism. Each of them came together and played their little small part in overcoming true evil. Looking it in the eye and saying no. Everything is an opportunity. Every challenge you have at work in your life, everything is a learning experience. You either learn, either you're lucky or you're talented and you do it right the first time. And you learn, well, that's the way to deal with that problem. Or if you're someone like me, you learn, you do it the wrong way, and then you learn for the next time, well, that didn't work last time, let's not do that again. That is one of the reasons I love America. It's the land of opportunity. We need to start looking at it. I believe Americans need to do but I think the world needs to do it as well. Everything you face right now is an opportunity. And to those who think, well, my role is only tiny. It's insignificant. Let me tell you this. There is no tiny, insignificant roles in this battle, in this war. It might seem t tiny to you. It might seem irrelevant to you. But to those you affect, to those you influence, to those you inspire... Your role is huge. You know, one of my favourites, I'm a big MLK fan for many different reasons, but one of his quotes, probably the quote that means the most to me, I want to read it out to you now because it's about mindset. And it's a famous quote. If a man is to be a street sweeper, he should sweep the sweets even as Michelangelo painted, or Beethoven composed music, or Shakespeare wrote poetry, he should sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will pause to say, here lived a great street streeper who did his job well. Imagine if everyone had that mindset. Have your role to play, and play it to the best of your ability. Some will be heroes, some will just be, play a very small, minor, insignificant role. But when you come together, even the street sweeper 
let us all say, I am the street sweeper. My role in the grand scheme of things might be insignificant, but you'd miss me if I was gone. Let us all do our job and let us seek opportunity because there are opportunities presenting themselves right now. Just because the world is in chaos does not mean it has to end in this way. Where there is chaos, there is opportunity for true greatness and true freedom if we choose to see it. I'm going to spend the rest of this show talking to you about Mizzou and the opportunity it presents to conservatives, to libertarians, to freedom-loving people. Because there is a great, great opportunity there. But if we don't discuss it, and if we don't acknowledge it, and we don't act on it, we're going to miss yet another opportunity to turn this tide around. This tide of totalitarian utopian statism around i gotta take a quick break america i hope you'll stick with me as i break this issue down freedom versus freebies this is freedom's disciple with jonathan dunn on the blaze radio network Don't miss the morning blaze with Doc and Skip. Because it ain't about money and fame and power. It's about that little person inside of you that does not feel good enough. It's the same thing that drives these terrorists in Paris. It's the same thing that drives the Mizzou protesters and President Obama and progressives and everywhere. Is not having confidence and faith. The Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip. Weekday mornings, 6 to 9 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for sticking with me, America. As always, I am on Twitter at Freedom Disciple. At Freedom Disciple, give me a follow, give me a tweet. Tell me where you think I'm right, where you think I'm wrong, and let's have it a let's have it a engagement. I haven't been online much the last couple of weeks. It's been uh, it's been a bit crazy over here. Mizzou, we need to get our mindset right. And look for opportunities. Opportunities are presenting themselves, but we're not taking them because we don't see them as opportunities. We see them as something to laugh at, something to get frustrated over, something to insult. It's time to stop in sitting on the sidelines and start doing stuff. Mizzou is a great opportunity. Mizzou is a fantastic opportunity for conservatives, for libertarians, for people who love freedom. And I'm going to explain over the rest of this show why I see it as an opportunity. And why I see so many things that are going to happen over the coming weeks and months as opportunities, not as problems. But before I do that, I need to break down how I see the the world. And I want to do that by reading a poem. And it's a very famous poem. And it's by a person called Martin Niemöller. And he was a prominent pa- pro- a prominent Protestant pastor. I'll say that three times real quickly, I dare you. Um, and he was very outspoken against Hitler. 
and he has this poem and I want to read it to you first they came for the socialists and I did not speak out because I wasn't a socialist then they came for the trade unionists and I did not speak out because I wasn't a trade unionist then they came for the Jews and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew and then they came for me and there was no one left to speak for me it's a very famous poem and there are many things you can talk about and many lessons you can learn from it but I want to focus in on one today because it's about Mizzou stick with me I'm going to make a bigger point and I hope you will stick with me the reason that one of the many reasons I love that poem is because of who he said they come for first you know if you if you think of the world in the grand scheme of things you'd say who do they who who would they come for first they'll come for the weak they'll come for the freedom loving people they'll come for the people who oppose them no first they'll come for the socialist why is that why will socialists always eat their own as someone who grows up and has lives currently in a socialist country a utopia I can tell you why this happens and it happens time and time and time again because no matter how socialist you are no matter how hardcore you are no matter how firm your beliefs are eventually the piper has to be paid eventually even the most ardent socialist expects results eventually they actually expect their prophecy and their promises to come true eventually when they talk about a better tomorrow and a fairer tomorrow eventually they expect it in everyone's mind there comes a point when it says why isn't things getting better and you'll hear this through the course of history where when these questions are asked you get the following excuses and you hear them time and time again we didn't have enough money we didn't spend enough money we weren't adventurous enough we didn't go too far we didn't have the right people we didn't have the right conditions it wasn't politically possible or convenient at the time so what happens they come for the socialists and the socialists eat themselves when that happens you have to understand with your mindset that is an opportunity because at that moment of time right there you are now getting off a straight road and coming to a Y junction there is a left road and there is a right road and how you act at that moment in time is critical far too long what happens is when they come for the socialists they eat the socialists and someone from more far left comes about and gets power they'll promise more freebies they'll promise a more efficient government they'll promise a more fairer society 
that has shared our utopian dream. And ever who shares it best will win. But the opportunity is, is to get in there and say, hold on. There's a reason your system didn't work. Let me show you a different path. Let me show you the liberty path. A path where you are empowered to be independent. You are empowered to be the change yourself. You don't need the chains of a politician or a political party around you for them to do the work for you. You can do it yourself. How many times do we show there is an alternative? That's what happens on university campuses and happens in politics at large. Time and time and time again, the left eats each other. Because here's the hidden secret. The secret they will not ever admit. Is that in the history of the world. Socialism has come in many forms. And has yet to ever be successful once. Why is that? Because you can't control the individual. Individuals want different things. Individuals have feelings, emotions, personal preferences. You can't have that in a society of socialism and utopianism. You all have to go with the collective. Socialism will never work unless you can brainwash people to be controlled and to think one way and to only think one way and not have any dissent. Mizzou offers that opportunity. And why Mizzou is a, arguably a bigger opportunity and places like this. When I'm talking about colleges, I'm not just talking about Mizzou as an individual. I'm talking about comp- college campuses at large. Is that if you can break into the next generation, you can set up a period of sustained freedom. By getting the 19, the 20, the 21, the 22, the 23 year olds. If you get that millennium group or that young group to actually see a different path. They will change colleges. They will change future colleges. And they will change going to the business world and adult life. Looking and seeking freedom. And changing the world. That is why Mizzou and other colleges right now offer an opportunity. But what are we going to do? Because there's an easy road and there's a hard road. We can all sit by and, and laugh. We can insult them. We can think it's great. Yeah, I'm all for taking down Woodrow Wilson's statues and busts and books. I'm all for it. But what will be the end game? Is the end game just a little small victory? 
Or do we want to sow the seeds of freedom? Do we want to be that beacon to show people how to go? Not tell them. Not demean them. Not insult them. But to shine the light of liberty. And say, come follow me. If you don't, that's okay. If you have questions, I'm sure I'll do my best to answer them. But follow me. I am the beacon of light. America has always played that role. Freedom-loving people have always played that role. But that role requires action, not talk. That role requires living the life, not talking about living the life. Or telling other people how to live. We are going to have many opportunities. Some will call them crises. I'll call them opportunities. Going forward. How we look at them. How we deal with them. How we process them. And how we respond. Will determine our faith. Will determine. Whether we live. Freer than any generation has lived before. Or whether. We will finally succumb to the Leviathan, to totalitarianism, to tyranny. I gotta take another quick break, America. I hope you'll stick with me. I'll be right back. You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. And there have been terrorist attacks against Russian aircraft in the Sinai and a Russian civilian airliner. And there have been attacks in Turkey. So the whole region is obviously in a state of turmoil and, and violence. And it seems like the Obama administration's policy has largely been to defer to the actions of the international community. And their actions have largely been no actions. Buck Sexton. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. There's a reason I wanted to talk today about mindset and Mizzou and opportunities. Mindset, I believe, is critical. I truly believe freedom doesn't pass in the bloodstream, but it can pass in the mind. One of my favorite quotes from the Revolutionary War was was by a great general in a letter to General Washington where he speaks about that his men acted like men determined to be free. How many people do you know today that have the mindset and act not talk, act like they are determined to be free? Mindset is critical. I find the daily politics, I keep up to date with it. But I'm hearing a line over and over again and I want to address it. 
that it was a couple of weeks ago it got big news when Bernie Sanders was on Bill Maher and he said America in many ways is a socialist country and I hear conservatives talking about the next election if they elect the socialists it's over you have to understand one thing the truth is in many ways America is a socialist country I'm not going to talk about your welfare programs and food stamp recipients and all the businesses, the bailouts, the subsidies to farmers. In many ways you can make an argument that America is one of the most socialist countries in the world. I want to take the rest of this show but bring it in a different direction. You hear me talk on this show an awful lot about utopian statism. Because I truly believe it is the battle of our time. For those that don't know what utopian statism is, it's a term coined by as far back as Aristotle. Aristotle called it statism. And quite simply push, what a utopian statist is, is what to use language that you would be familiar with on an everyday basis a socialist, a communist, a progressive, a liberal. Simply put, the simplest definition of a utopian sadist is at every opportunity, no matter how big or small the problem is, they want to advance the power of government. They want to make each and every one of us dependent on government. Whether it's something big, like safety, healthcare, welfare, social security, or whether it's something small like you can't turn right at this traffic light, you can't drive uh, faster than a certain speed on a certain road, you have to wear your safety belt. Regulations on coal on fuel you talk to your utopian statist they see everything we do as an opportunity for government to grow and for a greater influence on the individual they truly believe there is one way to live and one way only history shows us and American history in particular shows us this is not the case America is the greatest country in the world for many reasons, but one is because it is great because your people are good. Which breaks each and every myth there is about socialism. However, the way I, for the rest of the show what I want to talk about is socialism, progressivism on the brain. There are a lot of people who have who are conservatives, who will be openly conservative, who will talk about limited government, yet have, in many, in some ways, have succumbed to the Leviathan that they still think we need government, we need these safety nets, we need a certain amount of government involvement. That is how I feel we are going to lose this war. How many people who call themselves conservatives? Let me just give you a few examples. 
How many conservatives do you know who don't think it's a good idea or are not really passionate about abolishing the Department of Education? Now, I'm not saying you're for Common Core. That's a different kettle of fish altogether. But how many conservatives do you know would say, you know what, if we could get our education system back to, you know, 2000, 2001, even, even I go as far as to say, even under George Bush and no child left behind, would they be opposed to that or would they care? We need to win the arguments of breaking down education and bringing it back as close to the parent as possible. We don't need a federal government, or you don't need a federal government, to say what's good and what's bad. You don't need a federal government of education to say, yeah, these are the testing standards and this is the way schools should be and this is how many pupils should be in a classroom. And We should have confidence in the free market. But we don't. We should give as much control to the individual. That is what freedom is about. Give as much control to the individual. And let them make the choice. And have the belief and the confidence that says they know what's best for them. Not me. I know what a radical idea. Someone else, a person knows what's best for them over what I know what's best for them. What a radical thought. Let people live their own lives. Yet today, that isn't a radical thought. That's hatred. I'm sure someone would define it as hate speech somewhere. Let me give you another example. How many conservatives are not big supporters of abolishing the IRS this is one that I want to talk about for a minute because I have had conversations and admittedly they're not the most diehard conservative they're friends of mine and I've heard some people who talk about limited government but they don't have a problem with the IRS because while they don't like a targeting conservatives to quote one of my friends I want to leave the IRS or sorry, you said to me one time, the problem I have with you is you want to abolish the IRS. I don't. Because I want to get my guy into power and investigate the likes of care, the likes of Planned Parenthood, the likes of some of these George Soros groups. Yeah, I used named a few of them. Sorry, I can't, my, my, I've got a mind blank. You know all the George Soros groups. Um, move on, all those type of groups. And that frightens me. Because then you start to see the levers of government as a weapon to influence your view. I'm all for abolishing the IRS because, quite simply, taxes should be a lot simpler, should be a lot easier, and should be limited as much as possible. And all the control back to states. But some people still see government as a necessary evil. Some people see government as something for good. How many people do you know today 
again I'll give you another conversation that was happening with another one of my friends and this got quite heated it was about drugs well I don't want to get into the that's a show, that's a whole topic for another day the legalisation of drugs this person said to me something along the lines that what you don't understand I always love when people tell me this what I don't understand what I don't understand is that the rules and regulations about gun use, or not gun use, uh, drug use if I had my way and no rules and stuff like that that the civil society as we know it would crumble and crash and dissolve and he was frightened that I while I'm not for drugs never use them, never will I'm not for telling people what they can and can't do he was frightened by my opinion I was equally frightened by his and let me tell you why firstly if a rule is the only thing stopping civil society from crumbling then you've got bigger issues than drugs to worry about if a law is the only thing stopping people being humane and doing the right thing we've got bigger problems to worry about than drugs but why I was troubled and why I wanted to talk to you today about mindset was because he could only see one option he could only see government law that was it government doing the law, rule of law even if he went my way and said down to the states he still had, a, he still had government doing some role and he couldn't get around what I was trying to say to him was that there are other options that we need to go by on this issue on drugs let me give you a few of them we spend all our time talking about what the government should do and what it shouldn't do how many times when we're talking about drugs do we talk about the families their role and responsibilities friends communities churches employers it's okay to be against drugs I used to do a lot of volunteering in Dublin and I've seen many people who have done drugs and I've seen the very 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 bad impacts it can have I'm not for drugs in any way shape or form but just because I don't believe in government mandating and outlawing drugs does not mean I'm for drugs it just means we have a different mindset and there are other solutions I believe if we can open our minds and actually start talking about the individual and empowering them you will see a huge difference in morale in outlook and in possibilities for the future because here's something we all need to remember everything great in our society whatever you look up to even in, to a certain extent whoever you look up to somewhere sometime they were an outcast they were considered stupid or radical 
Not everyone just gets it. Not everyone sees, just sees the problem. It takes special people to see the opportunity. I've often talked about people like Martin Luther King. He just got it. He just understood it. He saw opportunity. And he acted upon it. Do you think people like the Wright brothers when they were said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make this vehicle and we're going to make it fly. Do you think everyone was like, yeah, that's a great idea. Or do you think people said, they're nuts. They're stupid. Look at them every evening after work and all they do is they come home and they try and get this vehicle, whatever they call it, to fly. And then they crash. And then they go and take errors and they fix it. And they try and fly again and they crash. They are stupid. They are stupid. But they had a dream. They had a dream of, I'm going to make this vehicle fly. I'm going to, I'm going to create a plane. I might know what I'm going to call it. I might call it a plane, yes. But I'm, I'm going to come up with it. I'm going to fly. If the birds can fly, I can make a vehicle fly. How about it? Let's not forget our history. It wasn't that long ago in the history of the world context that a lot of people were convinced the world was flat. We can see opportunities each and everywhere we go. We get an opportunity every minute of every day to do something. We need to understand our mindset. Before anything can become a dream and a dream can come true, you first have to vision it. You first have to think it. I implore you to start dreaming again. Dream of a better tomorrow. Play your role. I don't know what your role is. Heck, I don't even know what mine is most of the time. But dream a better tomorrow. And see opportunity everywhere you go. Everywhere you go, there's an opportunity. Are you going to keep on walking by with your head in the sand? Are you going to turn in? And turn your face towards the sun and say, I want a better tomorrow. I'm going to do this. I'm going to act. I'm going to take one last quick break, America. I hope you'll stick with me. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. America WK with your host, Andrew WK. Whatever that mysterious feeling is, whatever that inspiration, that vitality, that life force that seems to descend or come up into you and give you this power, give you this excitement about life, this this undeniable energy. I mean, you feel it when it's, I'm feeling it. When it happens, it is undeniable, and we must respect that feeling. America WK, Saturdays, 10 a.m. to noon on the Blaze Radio Network. 
Love Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. I hope today's show has given you something to think about, something to ponder over the weekend and the coming week. I want to finish out today's show by making a couple of points uh, and just to try and bring everything I've spoke about today full circle. I believe we do have great opportunities coming. I believe there are huge troubles coming fiscally, um, socially, culturally, uh, politically and of course terrorism. There are many changes coming. But how do we respond? It's an opportunity for liberty. It's an opportunity to show everyone a different path. I want to read, to make two last points, I want to read a bit of scripture to you and ask you a question. And to those that are non-believers, I say, just listen to the scripture, even if you don't believe in Jesus Christ. I want to ask a principal question afterwards. And I would encourage you to listen. This is from Mark chapter 4, where he's teaching, Jesus is teaching in front of a large crowd. And he's teaching in parables and he says, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up quickly. But since it had no depth of soil, and the sun rose, and it was scorched. And since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. Other seed fell into good soil and brought forward grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirty and sixty and a hundredfold. The question I want to ask you today is what seeds are you planting? I bring this up today partly because we're in the season of the holidays. We've just had Thanksgiving. Christmas is only around the corner. You're going to start seeing friends, family. People you mightn't see that regularly. Or you mightn't have seen in many years. I bring it up because of the show talking about the opportunity in, in colleges and around the world. What seeds are you spreading today? What seeds are you planting? And where are you planting them? And how are you planting them? I can only speak for myself, but one thing I want to try and do is that at each and every opportunity I get, I want to sow the seeds of liberty. Not of me, not of anybody else, but of liberty, of principles. That is what I try and do on this show. I don't talk about who to vote for or what party is better than the other or get into the usual games. I want to sow the seeds of liberty and, and make you think. But what souls are you seeing? When you see your friends and your family and you just spend time in Thanksgiving, 
did we did you argue over Hillary Clinton on emails and Obama whether he should be impeached or not or whether the GOP are great or did you sow the seeds of any seed of liberty of a principle whether that principle is something as simple as free speech or as complex as the constitution we need to start sowing seeds and we need to sow them quickly but we also must understand and this is the second point I want to bring to close out today's show we must be careful how we plant those seeds I get people who are conservatives who are on the right who are frustrated right now I get that frustration and in many ways I share it I get the anger I share a lot of it as well I get the temptation to lash out the feeling it's payback time I get the frustration that I love my country and look what you've done to us I absolutely get that I may have never have lived for an expended time in America but I love it and I've seen it deteriorate in many ways over the last 15 years I've seen the lack of hope seen the lack of optimism but how we fight this is critically important I've yet to meet someone who changed their opinion so much and it was because someone insulted them it was because someone made them feel small if you know someone who changed their world view because well you know what he called me a libtard or he called me a moron or a liberal or a dummy or he he told me I was an Obama voter or and he, you know they just they just insulted me so much that I changed my world view if you know someone like that please by all means tweet me and tell me because I'd love to meet that person and talk to them it's not the America I know or love I speak on a regular basis you're probably sick and tired of hearing and I apologise if you are but I'm not going to stop America has many monikers home of the brave, land of the free one that always stands out to me on days like today is the beacon of hope that torch the statue of liberty standing firm standing tall and with your hand outstretched showing the way you don't have to dictate to others how to live If you think you get freedom by dictating other people how to live, it's not real freedom. You know the old saying, you can bring a horse to water but you can't make him drink it is true. The sad truth about this battle and war we're in, and I'm not talking about a war with ISIS, I'm talking about the biggest battle of all. The eternal battle of good versus evil. 
is some people, no matter how hard you try, no matter how persistent you are, no matter how great your arguments are, how concise and how on point they are, they just won't get it. And that's okay. We have to try. But just because they don't get it doesn't give us open season to insult them, to demean them. Because that's what other people do. That's what the terrorists do. That's what people who oppose what they believe do. I believe America needs to be that beacon, that shining city on a hill saying, this is the way. Come follow us. Live in free. Live in peace. Live in freedom. But if you don't want to, that's okay too. You go your path. And we have the confidence to know that there is no better place than freedom. There is no better place than America to live. To be a free person is the highest gift from God. And if someone doesn't want it, well, someone else will take that opportunity. I pray for you today, for anyone who's listening or not listening, who gives in to the temptation and lets that frustration and anger boil over and lead to insults. I try my best to avoid it, but I am a flawed person. I pray today that you have the the confidence of your convictions to know that there is nothing better than freedom. There is nothing better than having than being on God's side. There is nothing better than showing love and compassion and empathy, empathy towards others. I pray that you realize that the answers are at your fingertips, not anyone else's. I pray today that the vision of your forefathers can be realized again. Where faith, hope, love and your seeds are planted on the right foot, on the right ground and in the right way. Your founders had their priorities right. Where they pledged their lives and their fortunes but their sacred honour because they knew honour was forever. I pray this prayer for you today. That you have hope. Anytime I'm down and I'm finishing the show at this point Anytime I get down, because it's easy to get down right now, I see I see terrorism growing. I see tyranny growing. I see this climate change, change conference in Paris where governments are just soaking up more and more power. More tyranny is coming. And tyranny is coming at us from each and every direction. I get hope. In knowing that there is no limit to his power. That even the most complex human problem that you have. Can be fixed at the snap of his fingers. And there is no 
need for anything else when you have that confidence. You can change the world. I hope you believe that one day, if you don't believe it now. I hope you understand the great power you have, the great circle of influence. Plant your seeds, plant them in the right places, in the right way. And let's make liberty flourish and grow like never before. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope it's given you some food for thought. As always, I salute your police, your firefighters, your emergency personnel, and most of all your vets. They are the real heroes of society. And I salute you, the great American people. Have an open heart, love, and we can, together, win this war against tyranny. God bless you and God bless your wonderful, awesome nation. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand. The Blaze Radio Network. Ow.